Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. You're in the right place. You checking out? Chip Baker, the success crowd. Conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles. Compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. And today we're here with Pastor Alan Clayton, and he is the pastor of the Art Church uh, here in Conroe, Texas. Uh, great man, uh, has been blessed to do some amazing things and inspiring many. And I'm, I'm truly thankful that he's taking time to interview with the Success Chronicles today. Thank you, Jim. Well, let's let's just dive right into it. Okay. Talk to us about your life story, you know, kind of where you're from, you know, and, and I know some of these things because I go yeah, to church. You, <laughs> yeah. you hear all my stories. I hear them. Yeah, I'm raised in uh, North Carolina. And uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, nice town. Mm-hmm. And uh, had an opportunity when I graduated college. A good, good home, good, good family. Uh, I, I had a very what I would call a traditional American family. Had a mother, had a father. Took me to church. Just remained married. They're still married. Been married sixty some years. I wow. think sixty four years, which is a success story in in itself. And uh, they. Um, they raised me well. Raised, you know, a discipline on that was. I had expectations. I, I had things, and so when I got out of college, they they didn't expect me to go anywhere. They expect me to go to work. I graduated on Saturday, went to work on Monday for a company called Bluebell Wrangler Jeans. Okay. And, and I thought so, you were talking about the ice cream. Yeah. You know well, everyone saying. in Texas, I say Bluebell. Everyone's everyone's eyes light up. I was they, there. I was there. They, they think, oh man, ice cream. In fact, I used to tell people I work for Bluebell, and, and they're like, can I can can you get me some samples? I'm thinking samples are my, they're they're my. I had jean samples and like a 30 inch waist, oh, which most people man. aren't there. So I, I came to Texas. That's how that's how I got to Texas, uh-huh. and uh, in. In Texas, I, even though I'd made a decision for Christ young age, uh, went to a Baptist church, walked an aisle. I was about nine years old. Um, but grew up, got a little older, hit, hit my teenage years, and just really began to run from God. And so mm-hmm. coming back to Texas, uh, met my wife, Joy. She wasn't my wife at the time. Met her, and her life, her life really impacted mine. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking uh, to myself there was really something different about her and, there, and, and I knew there was something in my life I needed to get right and so I uh, committed my life back to the Lord I said Lord I, I've run from you all my life I don't want to run anymore and so I, I committed my life you know, I wasn't, it wasn't a low time it, just, it was something in my heart I knew I needed to do right. and so I, came, I was 22 years old and we, we came uh, the we went to Bible college for a couple of years. I just felt impressed that maybe this is what God had for me. When I came back, nobody would hire me on their staff. I didn't want to be a youth pastor. 
and nobody would hire me on, on their staff, and so I went to work uh, in sales and uh, had done sales before and went back to work in sales and, uh, and sold for a number of years and then was a, a volunteer at Lakewood Church with John Osteen. John Osteen was my, was my pastor, and his son Joel now is the, the most well-known you know, preacher in, in America, and, and I knew Joel when Joel was 19, okay. so, so just a wonderful family, but uh, we were volunteers there for a while until we started the church here, 1996. Okay. All right. We used to go to Lakewood as well. Did you really? Yeah. When we moved here to this area, we went to Lakewood before they were in the new place. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. made the shift over. So, yeah. great, great, like you said, great people. Oh, great people. I, yeah. I, I knew that we, we've known the family for years and just just a top-notch family. Yes. Yeah. Well, talk to us about your career. So, from there... You know, as far as your career, where have you guys been and moved or we, that? We really did. I, I think for the, about the first 15 years I was out of college, I was what they called bivocational, which meant I, I worked in ministry, but I, I made a living just working in sales. So for the most part, I was in sales. And I worked for uh, a, a local company here called, now called Insperity. Mm -hmm. I, I worked for them. Uh, it was Wrangler Jeans that got me to Texas, and so I worked. I actually sold cars for a little bit, and so I've, I've done car sales, retail sales, and then I was still selling when we started the church. So for the first first year, I was working full time and and starting the church. Well, I've been busy. I was a <laughs> yes. busy. I was a busy guy. So how how long has it been now since you get, since the church has been in existence? This in a, in a few weeks will be twenty two years. So we're, we're thankful for that. Wow. Church, church um, plants like, like ours, just, and we were what they called a parachute drop because we dropped in. We didn't have anybody supporting us. It, you, you, you're pretty much on your own. Lakewood, John Osteen said, he said, Alan, go up there and see if God blesses it. I said, okay. All right. That, that was, I was kind of hoping he'd bless it with some money, but he, he, he just figured if it was God, he'd, that I'd come through. And so uh, he, uh, we went up there, and we, we didn't know anybody. We, we, we really, I saw an old friend at, a, at a, one of our children's football games and reached out to him and knew, knew a couple of people. But when we started, we just started over on, off 105, Highway 105, and we found a Montessori center, and right. a, you know, a daycare center. Mm -hmm. And they let us come in for free. And so we moved all the chairs and everything. Small room, we had, we had about 50 chairs set up, and we had 27 people for service. So that was a, we didn't advertise because I told my wife, I said, we, we're not good enough to advertise. We got, we got no live worship. I, I didn't want a whole lot of people coming and going. I don't know about this. <laughs> this is pretty sketch. I, I don't think I want to go this way. But, uh, but it, it's, it's, it's how we got started, and yet. People begin to come, and definitely stepping out on faith. It really was. It, it was a step, and, and, and interestingly enough, though, I, I never forget. I, I talked to Pastor Osteen about it. I told him, I told him what I was going to do. I never forget. He looked at me, and said, "Don't leave your job." <laughs> so, so he said, Don't. and so I did. I, I didn't leave my job until I, I finally, I finally got to the place where I, where I told, uh, I told administrative staff at the time, I said, uh, "Guys, I'm." I'm living in two worlds. You guys are getting the short end of the stick. I'm going to have to 
I'm going to have to break. Well, you know what they did, though? It was the biggest blessing. They looked at me and said, I'll never forget my boss looked at me. He said, well, did you come to talk about your severance plan? And I went, yeah, yeah. It sounded good to me. I didn't really know what a severance plan is. You don't typically see those right. in sales. And you know, they, they paid me a full salary and benefits for a year. And so that enabled us to, to actually begin to hire some people in. It was a huge blessing. What are, what are three things you've accomplished in your life that you're proud of? Three things that I've accomplished. Uh, I have been married to my wife for 36 years, continuously. One lady. That, that's, awesome. that, that's a good one. Uh, all three of my children uh, know the Lord, and all three of them are serving Him. And, uh, and, and that's a good one. And, and we've been able to... Uh, We've been able to pastor here for 22 years without scandal or without me losing my mind or, or losing my marriage or losing my family. And so it's, uh, I, I think, those are, let me put it this way, those are three things I'm grateful for. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, proud is not a good there word. Proud go. would, would insinuate that I did a lot uh, on that, go. but I am very grateful for those three. That's awesome. That's awesome. What's your definition of success? Oh boy, you know, I really believe success is doing whatever God has called you and equipped you to do to the very best of your ability so that you're able to then, when it's all said and done, that you can leave life with saying, man, I gave it my best shot. That's good. And, you know, I hear a lot of people say, you know, being in alignment with your assignment. That's great. You know, <laughs> that's, that's great. Just, that's you know, great. Just, and, and, and for being in education, and I'll talk to you off air about, um, you know, in my family, fourth generation educators and, and church folk. And, uh, you know, I, would, I always hear, you know, them say, you know, that to be a teacher or a person, you know, of service, giving service, yes. you know, it, it's a calling. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, and, and it takes special people to be able to do it well. You know, I, I really believe whatever God has called us to do, that's really the sweet spot. Yes. That's that's where we, we feel most fulfilled. That's that's where we're most productive. But whatever God calls us to do always will bless somebody else. It, it's not just for us. And so and I think that's one of the, the differences between success as you look at it as a person of faith versus just someone who is just looking to achieve because what we do will always impact someone else. Lasting impact. Yes. Yes. What do you think it takes to achieve success? Ooh, you know, it, it, that, that's, a, that's a great question. First, I think finding out really what you have, and we use the phrase, grace to do. I, I tell people, people say, I, you know, I'd like to be a pastor, or I'd like to be this. And I tell them, I said, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't just pick this out of the air. I didn't just say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a pastor, or I'm going to do this. I really found what I believe was God's calling on my life. So finding that, then you're finding where, where God's blessings, where His grace is, where He's equipped you to do it. And I think if you can, if you can find that, that's, that's the start, that's the best starting place. And sometimes you don't find it for a little bit. You know, I, I had to, I got involved in different areas and, and different things, and, but I'm working my way there. So that's, that's part of it. The other uh, is you're going to have to, you're going to have to have some perseverance. You're going you're gonna to have to st- have some stick. A lot of people get discouraged. A lot of people, a lot of people quit. 
And uh, the success ratio for churches is a lot like business. 85% of them fail in the first five, five to ten years. Wow. And so uh, I think just having a, a perseverance and, and a willingness to stick, I think it, it helps to have good people around you. You know, you're not going to do this by myself. I couldn't have done this without my wife's support and help and, and her help handling things and helping balance things. So you need good people. You need good people around you. I think you need the humility to realize what you are and what you're not. You know, where, where, you, where you have strong, where you have strong oh, points and, and where you have weak points. Yes, sir. And if you, because no, no one can do it all. I've got, a, I've got an executive pastor here at the Ark, Philip Moore. He's excellent. He's very detail-oriented. He's excellent with, with budgets and finances. And I'm convinced we would not be where we are as a church without him. But you don't see him as much. He's, he's not, so to speak, in the limelight. So people will point to me, and yet I'm, I'm looking at this guy who backs me up and, and makes such a huge difference and helped us make, reach some of the financial milestones that we need to reach and realize it takes a lot of people to make this happen. You know, I can, I can carry a tune, but no one's going to call me a worship leader. So, you know, having a good, having a good worship leader, having good leaders in place, you, you're going to have to have the right kind of people. I think, you know, just as you're saying it, I'm thinking to myself, you know, uh, no success is achieved alone. Oh, no. You know, and I think I think those great leaders, uh, people that are blessed to influence many, uh, understand that and, you know, praise others and, you know, strive on the strengths of others oh, yeah. and are willing to say, hey, it's not me, <laughs> you know, it's us yeah, it, <laughs> for it, sure. It, it, really, it really is a us. You, you look at any... What was what was it the uh, what was that old adage about the turtle on a fence post? Have you ever seen a, a turtle? On, you know he didn't get there by himself. Yeah, he didn't get there by himself. <laughs> and that, I thought man, that's a that's a great analogy. We didn't get there by ourselves. No doubt. And then especially if you're doing something for the Lord, you also have to recognize even the Apostle Paul. You know he didn't take he didn't take credit. He didn't he didn't even refer to these other ministers as great. He didn't call them great men. He didn't call them great leaders. He called them servants. He called them soldiers. He, he called them apostles. I think he kept a, a level of re recognizing, right. by the grace of God, I am what I am. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, I'm going to go off the script here. Okay. I got a, I got a question that I want to hit you with, you know. Um, you know, being, as being a member of your church, you know, I you know, am blessed to be able to hear some of your great stories and, you know, you share with us. You know, and, and I think that as, as a leader, you know, just as a follower, you know, a you know, worshiper of Christ in your uh, church, I think you guys do a really great job of having services for that reach everyone, hmm. to hit everyone's needs. Right. Um, you know, whether it be, doesn't matter the age group, uh, you know, where you can connect and it feels like a home. Yes. You know, what are some things that, that, that you would tell, like if there was a young pastor, my camera stopped. Okay. You want to run that again? Yes, sir. Okay. I'm going to try. Right. <laughs> Let's no, see. no, that's it. That's it. I, I, we, we shoot all the time. So, yeah. so you know, being, uh, you know, a member of your church, you know, I think you guys do a really great job of making connections for the families and the, and the people of your church. You know, it doesn't matter the age, and there's something for everybody. 
and and it and it's a a true family feel. Mm. Uh, and so, what are some things like if you had a young pastor that was, you know, shooting to be in your shoes, uh, you know, what are some things that you would tell that pastor that he would need to make sure that he does to help be, and I say I'm gonna say su- successful, but uh, I, I I think the word is uh, fruit. Ins- inspiring, fruitful, benefit. Fruitful, yeah, yeah. Yes. A, a, a beneficial, yeah. That's a, you know, that, that that's, everyone's unique. Yes. And everyone's going to have a, a unique gifting and a, a mm. unique way of communicating. I, I think one of the things that we did, and we kind of unconsciously is, we didn't try to target a certain group. We didn't try to target, mm-hmm. say, we're going to just reach this demographic. We believe that the gospel's for everybody. And so we just opened it up. We, we opened it up. And uh, I think as, as a leader, you will set a certain tone. And you, I, I, I tell people, I tell my staff, I said, my, one of my main jobs, it's not just to oversee this church, it's to set the culture, it's to set the tone. And so as, just as a coach would set a, a, a tone and a, you know, has an environment in a, right. for, a, for a football team, a pastor will set a tone for a church of, a father or a mother, you know, depending if it's a maybe a single parent, will often set a tone. So parents set a tone for for a family. So you you establish that, and so if you're if you're friendly, you'll tend to have a friendlier church. If you love people, it'll tend to to, to filter into the church. If uh, you you don't want to be bothered by people, they'll catch that. So there, there's that that phrase. The, from Pastor Osteen, more caught than taught. And, you know, I heard someone say one time, he said, you know, he said, we teach, we teach what we know. We reproduce what we are. Mm-hmm. And so, so that, I, I think the idea is uh, you don't have to know it all. You don't have to be it all. You can, you can be transparent. You can realize all of us are growing. All of us are yes. learning. All of us are in a place. And so I think one of the, one of the things that's been helpful for me is I'm just, I'm often reminded of, of some of my of my shortcomings, but but here's another, and it's it's a great axiom. They said that people might respect you for your successes, they'll love you for your failures, and so being willing just to say, hey, all of us are in this journey, all of us are are doing this. It's almost sometimes I'll tell about about arguing with joy, and uh, my wife or arguments we had. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if you can hear the the church family go. Like okay, there's there's hope for me, you know, and because some everyone thinks, oh, the pastor's so he's perfect, and, and the rest uh-huh. of us are not, and so I think being willing to be transparent, being willing just to to share not just your successes but your failures, and and how people can overcome, and what that does is give people hope, and so that begins to create an atmosphere and an environment where people feel like they can come in and they're going to leave with better off than how they came in. And and as you say that, like I'm over here, I want to say, you know, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get you, Amen, Pastor. <laughs> I want to I want to hit you with one of those because it's uh it's true, you know, like uh you know it's, it's great that you ever feel like like all of that that you just explained, yeah. like that happens. Yeah, yeah, but but it's it, it's it's culture. I used to right. I used to tell young pre- preachers I said. You might as well go ahead and tell them where the chinks in your armor are, because yeah. they're going to look for them anyway. Yeah. 
So I just tell them, you know, everybody, everybody knows I drive too fast. Everybody, everybody knows Joyce a lot more patient than I am. But but what it but what it does is is, is it says none of us have arrived. Yes. If if it wasn't for the grace of God, we wouldn't be here. But but we want to keep growing. But yes. we we want to we want to keep moving forward. But we don't want to let our past hinder our future. Well, there it is. Thank you again so much for taking the time to interview with the Success Chronicles. Chip, glad to do it, man. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Thank you guys for watching this episode. We'll see you next time. God bless. God bless. Go get it.